Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 from our, the Beacon Drive-In Studios here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And uh, we're uh, about half as big as we used to be, Ronnie. It seems awful empty in here. <laughs> uh, Greg is under the weather today and so he's, we gave him the day off to recuperate. Yep, but he's got to be back next week. He does have to be we're gonna, back. We're going to crack the whip on him. And didn't you say you wouldn't be here next I week? I won't be. I'll be at USC Upstate at a cross-country meet. Now, that takes a lot of announcing? No. <laughs> but it's fun. I know. My daughter ran cross-country, Hannah, and she was uh, – and they, they had an announcer. They, they Listen, they'll have 300 runners. I know there. it. I, until I actually, started, actually, it's a very exciting. Until I started working the cross-country meets up there that uh, Upstate sponsors – and and is in charge of i didn't realize how many runners they would have at, at a single event yeah because i you know i usually think high school stuff where you got a couple of teams playing mm -hmm. or running but they they have hundreds of people is it, this is a college meet yes they probably i bet they have but they'll have a dozen colleges now and they'll have some select high school runners but it's it's probably 90 percent college yeah and and there'll be a few uh independence that they get out there and run and I, I guess qualify for different events across the country yeah because it is a qualifying event yeah when you win one of those i mean you've usually accomplished something because there's there's so many people out there and it's i always thought it was cool just to look out through the woods and see yeah. them and battling for position way out and not in front of a grandstand with people cheering right. but just uh you know in front of the squirrels and things well if, if you ever get a chance to go to one out at millican you may say how do they run cross country at Milliken? They've got a track set out. Oh, it's beautiful. In fact, that's when I think that, of this in my mind, I think of Milliken. That it crisscrosses all over the campus mm -hmm. of Milliken, and those those kids are some running fools. Yep. Well, so we've got our cross country out of the way this morning. We usually uh, <laughs> usually do football. Usually, well, we can do a little football. Burns won, Spartan High won, so you and I ought to both be in a pretty good, good mood. Good Friday night. Good Friday night. Good Friday night. So we'll see what happens about. Uh, all the top teams are playing at 3.30 today. I know. The top four teams in the country are all on at 3.30. And then the, the, Carolina's at 4. At 4. So. They're on the SEC network. Right. I think I think Clemson's on ABC. Clemson, I think they are too. And the CBS game is Alabama and Texas A&M. Yeah. So, there uh, is a good game tonight. Uh, Oregon and Stanford. And there's, there's a Spartanburg connection on the Stanford team. Oh, yeah. That guy, he's... Scored from, about four touchdowns last yeah, week, didn't he's he? He's a wide receiver out of Dorman High School. Arciega Whiteside. Yeah. Yeah, see there? I know I'm a little bit. you remembered it because I couldn't <laughs> remember his whole name. Well, I just remember it's hyphenated, and, uh, yeah. and I make, that, that jars my memory. But we uh probably going to have to squeeze in the Richmond race somewhere tonight. I don't know if I can. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that'll take precedent over Oregon and Stanford. Well, that's why God invented DVRs. Well, Maybe it's why I invented commercials, because I can't keep up with the <laughs> other. Yeah, during the commercials. And but, listen, uh, 
Yep. Who, who do we have on the show as a guest today? We got a very good guest. Greg uh, can't be with us, but he lined us up. Ricky Craven, who uh, uh, most people would remember Ricky, uh, not only from his great career as a driver, um, but winning the race at Darlington in the closest finish in history that yeah. they showed the clip of those last few laps over and over several times during the uh, Southern 500 a few weeks ago when um, he battled it out with uh kurt bush was kurt bush yes it was and um we'll ask him about that he's going to be on it at uh 10 20 so um we'll talk to him in a situation like that you had to feel like god i know i won i know i won but i wonder when he actually realized he actually did win well the thing about it on that last lap he felt he'd fall so far back i mean not just on his bumper he'd fall back five or six car lengths but then catch it back up catch it back up into turn and uh it was um, amazing that he was able to get back up there and edge out front by two thousandths of a second let me check uh yeah that's close that's very close so anyway we'll have ricky on uh the pride of newburgh maine he should be on he'll be on after our first break after our first break so um uh, recapping a little bit i'm going to start out with a uh with a sad note we um we lost a sprint car driver Thursday night, Ronnie, up in uh, York Speedway and York Haven Speedway in Pennsylvania, and his name was, it was, is Greg Hodnett, and he was involved in a sprint, sprint car crash into the first turn wall, high speed impact, um, killed instantly. He was a rookie of the year in 1993 in the World of Outlaws and won 20 World of Outlaw races. He was 49 years old, and he was a uh, a veteran that uh, it, he, he wasn't one of the names that I was familiar with, to be honest with you, but obviously he was a, a winning driver. Well, we talk so much on here about safety and about all the different things that NASCAR and, and the other racing divisions have done for safety that sometimes we forget just how close to the edge these guys are living. Yeah, and the thing about it, you know, so many of the of the NASCAR guys own sprint car teams. Tony Stewart still likes to dabble mm -hmm. in sprint car and was even involved in a fatal accident a few years ago. But you've got uh, Casey Kane's got a team, and Larson's got a team, and Boyer's got a team, and I know I'm leaving out a few. So uh, the NASCAR guys have a real close association with the the open wheel sprint car guys, and it it. it we, in the last few years, we've lost, uh, I don't know if you remember, Jason Johnson and Brian Clawson, who was probably the biggest name of the sprint car drivers that was lost two years ago. So, you know, NASCAR stock car racing has been very fortunate that we have, or and, and the truck series, you know, has been very fortunate not to lose a driver. And I don't even want to try to think back to when the last driver that we lost in a race, but it's... Uh, you know, Dale Earnhardt, uh, Kenny Irwin, Kyle uh, Petty, uh, not Kyle Petty, uh, Adam Petty. You know, it's been a while since we lost a stock car driver, but the open wheel car, um, you know, they, they lose drivers all the time. So um, we're very sad to uh, mention that about Greg Hodnett. And actually, the only reason I knew about it is because when Christopher Bell won the race last night, the uh, Xfinity race at Richmond, he mentioned that um, he wanted to dedicate it 
and, and give a shout out to Greg Hodnett's family since he uh, had passed away the night before. So we'll get the sad stuff out of the way early and move on and talk about tonight where we have the uh, uh, Richmond 61st Annual Federated Auto Parts 400. And uh, Kevin Harvick is on the poll. Ronnie, you look like you got something to say. Oh, no. You know, we, we generally <laughs> don't take very many callers, but we've got one guy that, that does call, and he usually has some good insight when he, when he does call us. And we've got Roll Tide Terry on the phone right now. What do you got on your mind, Terry? Well, I got two things. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, y'all was down in Augusta going to the reunion. We didn't make it. it the weather yeah. postponed us. That would have been that was last week. Right. But I was I went to that race. I was thir- uh, twelve years old at that race. No, I was thirteen at that race. And that was on that big road course down there. At that big road course, yeah, that was the first time I'd ever been to a road course. We lived in New Ellington, right outside of Aiken, and we went over and we haven't watched it. What do you remember about it? Fireball Roberts won it. Fireball won it, and uh, it was, it, like he said, they blew that horn when it, we was close to where they was pitting, and they blew that horn to see if they were coming in. Right. And, boy, they would leave out our sideways when they get pitted and all. But it, it, it was... I, that was something that stuck in my memory for a long time. Well, you should go down to the festival. I tell you, Greg and I have been threatening to go every year, and we were lined up to go this year. And I tell you, we just couldn't leave our families with this bad weather coming in. And yeah. uh, I actually don't know if they had it or not. I know they had another one up at Richard Childress's shop in Welcome, North Carolina, last week that oh, was okay. postponed to this week. So, um, I would imagine a lot of shows got postponed, and I would think in the lower part of the state, a lot are still going to be postponed with half the oh yeah coast yeah. underwater. But um, what was the second thing you had, Roll Tide? Uh, y'all this great person y'all getting ready to call and talk to? Yes, sir. Uh, tell you what happened. I was at Talladega, and they had decided to stop selling public tickets when you get to the race and go buy your tickets. They started mailing them out, you know? Yeah. When we got down there, we found out we couldn't buy our tickets there. So we got stuck on the infield, on the back stretch over. And that is the year that Mr. Craven decided to knock the stupid wall down. And it took them about, what, an hour and a half to put it back up? Yeah. And I had a little telephone pole. And that's the only shed that I had, me and the good Lord and the sunshine. (laughs) Did did you get yourself real skinny? That was the only time I ever was on the infield at the race at Talladega. And that was the one that Bill Elliott wrecked over on the back street. And all the guys went over and jumped up on the rollback. You know. Yeah. Well, some dummy goes, oh, there he is. Look at it. Take a picture. Take a picture. Well, they didn't realize that we could see under the rollback right at Bill getting out of the car and all this. Because they thought they was blocking this, them setting up on the rollback. 
And quick as they done that, you know what happened? They all jumped down in front of us and blocked our views, but. Roll yeah, Tide, right. we're going to be up against the commercial. i tell you what I want you to do, though, because you're a Talladega man, and with a name like Roll Tide Terry, uh, I, I guarantee you you've got some Talladega days and nights stories that you can tell. When it's Talladega good, comes up in a few weeks in the in the chase, call back in and give us a story, all right? Well, I can. Uh, all right. You'll day bye. Okay, right, thank bye you. Terry. Roll Tide Terry. He, uh, he, he, he's, a, he's a faithful he uh, is a fan of of the station, not just the show. But he can contribute to every show we've he, got. He sure does. And with his nickname, you know who he pulls for. He, I wonder what he'll be doing at three thirty this afternoon. <laughs> but what I was saying was the uh, um, Kevin Harvick, who had some blistering comments about the tires last week, the Goodyears. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, said they were crap. Actually, yeah. that's what he said when he got out of the car. Um, Blew a tire and hit the wall and got rear-ended by um, uh, Eric Jones. So they finished last and next to last, and they're both in the chase. And there were so many crashes last week among the drivers that made the chase that it's put a lot of them behind the eight ball. So um, drivers like uh, um, Hamlin, Denny Hamlin, he hasn't won a race all year. Plus, he uh, had a he wrecked with 20 laps to go last week, so he had a very sorry finish. And although he's starting second, in the race tonight, um, you know, some of these guys are in real trouble uh, to make the chase or, or to, they're in the chase to, to move on to the final round, which will be decided next week on the Roval. Yeah. Have they, have they done any eliminations yet? Nope. The next race at the Roval, which they, none of them have ever raced on before, will be the first elimination race and it'll be uh, so long to the bottom four. Am I the only one who thinks that's a goofy name? I don't know. You want me to quit using it? I don't. You, that's up to you. <laughs> well, that's what they call it. Okay. So, and you know, we had the guy on last week or two weeks ago, Scott Cooper, that uh, is in charge of that, and we may have to try to get him on for a second or two next week, and because uh, he's going to be a busy man uh, fielding complaints, I would imagine. I bet he will. But we're going to come back after this break and um, talk to Ricky Craven, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400. <laughs> Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. I ain't Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASE certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Hi, this is Tyler Sugar, host of the Friday Night Tailgate Show. And this year, every week, the Friday Night Tailgate Show is going on the road. That's right. Each and every week from 5.30 to 6.30, the Friday Night Tailgate Show will be broadcasting live before a big game in our area. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's each and every week, 5.30 to 6.30, right here on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. We spend a lot of time in our cars, so make that time well spent with the help from Elite Audio. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway can upgrade your sound system, add a navigation system, customize your interior, and does custom tires and wheels. And check this out. Elite Audio offers 90 days same as cash with no credit check. All you need is an active checking account and proof of appointment. Visit EliteAudioOnline.com or drop by 1504 Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. At Elite Audio, you dream it, we build it. It's football season which means it's time for tailgates to make your tailgate number one you need to visit game day barbecue in duncan game day barbecue has all your favorites including pulled pork smokehouse chicken ribs and brisket match any of those with their eight homemade sides like mac and cheese and potato salad and you have a winning team game day barbecue 165 west main street in duncan open from 10 30 a.m till 8 p.m wednesday through saturday so stop in for lunch or dinner or give them a call at 864-249-6787 to cater your event or tailgate game day barbecue we do things the old-fashioned way For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirits apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. It's pretty obvious that the Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards has billiards, right? It's in their name. But now, they are expanding their games to include dart leagues, cornhole, and classic arcade games. Now at Steak Horse, you can shoot unlimited games of pool from 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. for only $10. Steak Horse also has some of the best food around, from their famous ribeye steak with steamed veggies and twice-baked potato, to my favorite, the St. Louis-style ribs with baked beans and slaw. Visit our friends at Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards, 2600 East Main Street, Spartanburg, open daily at 11 a.m. Hey, this is Ryan Clary. Catch the Spartanburg Vikings every Friday night this fall on the home of the Vikings, Fox Sports 1400, now on FM at 98.3. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 at the Beacon Drive-In Studios. And it is my great pleasure to bring onto the show one of the most articulate, if not the most articulate, well-spoken uh personalities that we have on the show and that is a outstanding race driver and uh we just had a call a few minutes ago and uh concerning him and i'm speaking of ricky craven good morning ricky yeah good morning guys how are you we're doing great we had a phone call right before when i announced that you were going to be our guest this morning from a guy that um his name's roll tide terry and he's from alabama but he lives here in spartanburg 
and he um, witnessed your spectacular crash at Talladega that, uh, one that year, and when you almost went out of the ballpark, if not for the fence, and uh, he gave us a very graphic description of how close he came to uh, meeting you personally that day. <laughs> was was he on the infield uh, or the or outside of the track? He was on the infield, but uh, all I know is what he told us. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what I had. Uh, people ask me about that wreck i say uh it didn't bother me that bad because i was unconscious (laughs) (laughs) i i've had so many people uh uh want to discuss that with me and uh it really was a crazy crazy incident spectacular crash the real blessing for me guys is that uh, a number of years later i was involved in one of the greatest finishes ever at darlington and the whole uh the whole narrative switch to from talladega to wanting to talk about darlington so i was happy about that i guess well i've got to admit that i really wasn't going to bring up the the crash at talladega but the uh the caller to our show mentioned it i was however going to mention and had already touched on uh the closest finish in nascar history which was shown so many times and it's still exciting every time i see it um back during the Southern 500 um, throwback weekend a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago on Labor Day weekend. And uh, what amazes me about that finish uh, is on that last lap or the last couple of laps, you and uh, you'd fall back maybe four or five car lengths. And I'd say, well, you know, he's not going to catch him now. And you'd still manage to get back up there to Kurt Busch. And um, that was just as stirring a duel as I have ever seen in any form of auto racing. Yeah, it's really it's been more fun for me since I've retired to to uh, reflect on it and tell the stories and and uh, Kurt Busch has been outstanding in in embracing the moment and uh, he and I have done so many things together. Uh, he's probably as gracious as anybody's ever been about finishing second. Uh, so, and you don't normally to, think about that from Kurt being gracious. No, no, and you know it's just uh, it's been fun for me because the early young Kurt was not that enjoyable but uh today's Kurt is is quite the opposite and uh you know I've I've enjoyed watching him grow as a race car driver and as a person and we've had a lot of fun and including um Darlington last month for the beginning of the month and that was a heck of a celebration they've done a great job there let me go back to Talladega real quick because I've I've, I've described Darlington and that we used every inch of the racetrack and we used up one another. And, and my objective there was about just trying to beat Kurt to the line, not, not trying to pass him because I had tried to pass him a couple laps earlier, earlier. And I got into him and put him in the wall and, and then he got in the back of me. And so we didn't plan on creating the greatest finish or among the greatest finishes ever, but it turned out that way. And I was just thankful to win Darlington. Does a win at Darlington stand out over, most everything else you've accomplished in a different way yeah it sure does uh because um you know guys i expected in my career uh i expected more in in that i felt i could win 10 12 14 cup races and uh i won two uh maybe in part because i lost uh, four years of my prime after after my injuries that started at talladega uh, but uh, 
I was really, really thankful when I won at Martinsville because there was a period where I didn't think I was going to get to win, experience victory lane in, in the Cup Series. And um, hard to find somebody to invest in me. And, and I got that opportunity with uh, Cal Wiles and the Tide team. And then um, a couple of years later, when we won at Darlington, that was personal. It was uh, Darlington, from the moment I laid eyes on that racetrack, was a real challenge. It was uh, nothing. It was it, there was no track in all of my history that could prepare me for it. And I also was very aware of the uh, history. And 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 Perry, you 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 appreciate this because you know so much about NASCAR and auto racing. Uh, the winners at Darlington are a list of the, some of the greatest ever. So I don't know why I am fortunate enough to be on that list, but uh, because you deserve to be on that list. I mean, <laughs> but I'm not. A it's David not a fluke. Or, yeah, I'm not a Richard Petty, and I'm not a Jeff Gordon, even. Uh, you know, the, the, who I competed against a lot. Uh, the list of drivers, you know, that's that's just the Kale Yarbrough. That's the toughest track on the circuit. So when I won, that's really all I cared about. I won at Darlington. That's all I cared about. And then it was months or years later that I, that I just came to realize that it was more than just a win. It was really um, sort of a monument of what people pay for, right? To see, yeah. you know, they pay hard, hard-earned money to see something spectacular, and uh, and we were able to deliver on that day. They, they got their money's worth that day. And one thing I want to ask you um, – Having just seen the footage of it several times, but uh, I know one particular time they took it on into the Victory Lane celebration. And as we noted a few minutes ago, this wasn't exactly Kurt Busch's gracious period, but he came up to you in Victory Lane while you were still there. What, do you remember what he said to you? Because he looked, I mean, he was happy. He was, he looked yeah. like he just was thrilled to death. I've told the story a few times in that uh, after the race, uh, I was, I was, I was thrilled for the reasons I just explained, but also because my children were there mm. uh, that day, Riley and Richard Everett. Uh, and by the way, uh, you guys might not like this because I'm sure that you're Clemson fans. But my no, son is, no, no, no. One of us is. Uh, I am. <laughs> I'm a Gamecock. Okay. Well, thank goodness. My son's a, a senior at South Carolina. He's a Gamecock. Well, good and, for him. You just became well, my favorite yeah. retired driver. Everyone has a burden to bear, Ricky. <laughs> i got a I got my daughter i just started uh she just she's a freshman first semester so i'm sending all my money oh, to columbia that's awesome i i love the school and uh it's uh it's been good for my son and so he was a little boy in victory lane and i just you know it just meant the world to me that my my kids are with me celebrating victory lane and um that was what made it even more special and i look across the garage and here comes kurt uh, walking toward me and I thought, typically when a driver's walking alone, it's because he got out of the car and he's on a mission. He's not happy. <laughs> right? And so he's, he's marching toward me. And I said, I, I really kind of need, I, I'm going to leave Victory Lane because if he gets mouthy, I got a temper. You know, I'm a redhead. And I got a temper. And we're going to roll around on the ground. And so we, we, as he got closer, I started marching toward him, and at the last second, it was like the Wild West, you know, two guys in the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> we 
at the last second, he put a big grin on his face, stuck his hand out, and said, "That was awesome." And <laughs> uh, and then we just embraced the moment. It was, and, and from that moment on, it, it's been a, a real celebration. Cool. Yeah. That's great. And please don't ever assume that everybody in South Carolina pulls for Clemson. Because we, well, right we do have some people that aren't very smart. No, come on now, Ronnie. Yeah, but uh, listen, I, I get it. I have allegiance <laughs> to my favorite teams, but it's a good time to be a Clemson fan. I will, I will, I will give you that. Um, we're talking with Ricky Craven. Uh, you, um, how, how do you get interested, and it's probably obviously easier than I know about, but how do you get interested growing up in, uh, in Maine? I mean, that's kind of far away from the mainstream of – stock car racing i realize they probably have a lot more up there than i'm aware of and with the the modifieds and things but how'd you get started way up there it's an excellent question uh so i'll give you a timeline as quickly as i can it all about began, three minutes yeah it all began in the early 70s sitting in the grandstands as a, a four or five year old boy with my mom and my sister watching my dad compete at speedway 95 in bangor maine and i remember vividly this smell, the sound, the excitement. I knew I wanted to be a race car driver. Uh, but then it grew from there once I began racing at 15. And, and, I, was, and I, I, I went to as many races as we could afford to. And I, some of my favorite drivers who really left an impression were guys in the Northeast like a Robbie Crouch or a Dave Dion. And a guy uh, down south would come up every now and then. His name was Butch Lindley. Oh, yeah. And he was he was the greatest short track driver I'd ever seen. He was amazing. And those are the people that inspired me. And uh, it's been my life. If I'm not mistaken, Bobby Allison, when he drove that number two Chevelle back, I guess it would have been about 1966, uh, mm -hmm. I think he won his first race in Oxford, Maine. I think you're right. I know that he won, and uh, I was born in 66. Uh, I know that he won at Oxford, I think, a couple of times really fascinating to think that back in the early days of nascar they traveled everywhere and they raced 50 60 times a year oh yeah well, uh, that was on that fabulous northern tour that i like to hear so much about and uh unfortunately he's not were, with us anymore but what, what a great thing when they caravaned mm -hmm. up the east coast like gypsies guys that th those memories are in they're etched in my brain forever i remember bob presley and harry gant and morgan shepherd and butch lindley bosco Lowe. Uh, Bill Dennis, I, I can I can keep going and going. These guys from the South who are so darn good would come up and do battle with the Northern drivers, and uh, that was a really special time. I, I just love those memories. Rick, Ricky, tell us what you're doing now. I know uh, you're uh, you're still with ESPN and Sirius uh, Radio, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, this is my 12th year with ESPN. I'm proud of that. Uh, I've been with them uh, since I retired, a year after I retired, and it's. Uh, it's, it's just been a great experience. And um, I live in uh, Landis, North Carolina, um, and I'm just constantly going. I don't sit still much. Uh, and I, I probably am in a, the best place I've ever been in my life and that I can enjoy people. You know, when you're racing cars, you don't have any time, and you, and you spend a lot of money surrounding yourself with people to help manage your life, and um, you spend crazy money on airplanes and buses and uh you know i had a great life guys and every bit of it just it was a great life but it's not over I'm sounds really, like you still have a great life well I, the point i wanted to make to you is that i'm enjoying where i'm at right now yeah you know i've got three children and they're healthy and i just i don't have a problem in the world that's great boy i wish i could say that 
What's by the way? What's your son studying at Carolina? Well, he switched to uh, political science because uh, three years ago, as a freshman, he was a uh, page for Senator Martin. Then uh, for two years, then he became a page for Senator Lindsey Graham, and his uh, 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 junior year, and now now he's working for the governor, Great. South Carolina. So he's uh, he's really getting a lot of experience, and he's up to his neck. And I'm proud as heck because. Uh, I told him life was about connecting with people, and and you know those connections last a, last a lifetime, and uh, he's going after it. We had Shane Martin on a few weeks ago, and uh, you know Shane talking about the, the Xfinity series and the, the Chevrolets and everything. Ricky, uh, man, it's been great having you on the show, and I, we got to have you as a regular every year. Uh, I love to hear your stories, and you're so uh, well spoken, and it's uh, and easy to talk to. Well, we should do it more than once a year because I appreciate you guys, and it's uh, it's like I said, it's uh, it's a good time in my life. And when I said it, I don't have any problems. Uh, of course, I, we all have problems, but I want to share something that my my car owner Cal Wells said to me that was really profound. When I was uh, I was complaining one day because we were a single car team with the Tide team, and I just didn't know if we were going to be able to win. And I was complaining about we need need more money, we need more resources, and and uh, he said, you know, Ricky. The problems we have are better than the problems we don't have. <laughs> right. I never that. You know, Absolutely. the problems we have are better than the problems we don't have. And it was uh, it was soon after that that we rolled into Victory Lane uh, after doing battle with Dale Jarrett in, in Martinsville. Well, when you look at the coast of South Carolina and North Carolina and all the people that are underwater and they say it's still rising, uh, I'd say we're doing pretty well. And, you know, President – President Trump was down there this week, and uh, was your son involved in that at all? Because I saw him walking around with uh, Governor McMaster. He wasn't. He wasn't there. He was because he because of school. But uh, I know there's a lot of great efforts going, and you just don't. I mean, to, to think that so many people lost their life, right? Um, yeah, that, that that changes people forever. And uh, so I'm. Uh, I hope that they can get back to a normal life as quickly as possible they will they're tough and they uh they've had to recover from hurricanes and wars and and things before so uh south carolina is a tough old state and north carolina is too but ricky thank you so much for coming on the show and uh just the best of luck to you and and we will have you on more than once a year gentlemen i enjoyed it and i'll leave you with this go game talk you are the man thank well, you so much we, no, no, know, we appreciate having you and go tigers cut that guy's Thanks, mic guys. off thank you ricky that's ricky craven god what a great guest and um we um just so well spoken and uh easy to talk to i just so so natural and it makes you feel like you're sitting around the kitchen table talking exactly exactly we're going to take a break right now and come back for our final segment which always includes nelson crozier you're listening to fox sports 1400 from the beacon driving studios in spartanburg want to talk racing with the guys Call the Sign Force hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start your engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. 
Stephen Jerry here from the world famous Beacon Drive In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't plantain. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world famous Beacon Drive In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, plantain. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Franks for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Franks for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Franks for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Franks for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Franks for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Franks for the Memories. Want to text the show? Download our app to use the Elite Audio text line. Search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster, in the Spartanburg office of Jannie Mac. Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs at 864-585-8282. That's 585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. These days, $2 won't get you very far. Taxi! Where to, sir? Wherever this will take me. You're kidding. (laughs) But at McDonald's, $2 still gets you a serious breakfast. Like the buttermilk crispy chicken biscuit, juicy tender white meat chicken on a warm scratch-made biscuit, or sweet and savory sausage McGriddles, only on the McDonald's $1-2-3 menu. Mmm. Now, if only I could get to work. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Scratch-made biscuits are available in most restaurants in the viewing area. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Good morning, Nelson. Are you in Richmond? 
in Richmond, but not at the track. Nothing starts happening about noontime today. Well, that's close enough. There was a lot of action last night with Christopher Bell winning the uh, um, Xfinity race. And from what I understand, uh, there's going to be an announcement this afternoon at, from Roush, I guess, announcing that Newman has taken over the, the – Ryan Newman's taken over the number six that um, Trevor Bain and Kenseth have uh, shared this year. Is that your understanding? Uh, that is correct. And uh, Truex is rumored to be replacing Suarez in the number 19 at uh, Gibbs. Is that correct? Uh, that's the, uh, the rumor. Nothing's been announced yet. That's the rumor. Uh, you know, uh, where is Kirk Bush going? Is he going to the one car? Uh, you know, there are a lot of what ifs, and you know, it, it's like the game of chess. It depends on who moves where as to, you know, uh, what you have to do to counteract it. So uh, it's getting ready to be a pretty well silly uh, season. Yeah, well, that was a, a pretty brutal race last week uh, at Las Vegas for a lot of the, the people in the chase. I mean, with um, Harvick having some very, very bad words for Goodyear and, uh, and Eric Jones and, and everybody had a problem or half the guys had a problem. It seems like Jimmy Johnson, several others. Uh, what's your take on, um, the fallout from, from Las Vegas with the last elimination race going to be on a Roval at Charlotte where nobody's ever run before. Uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, uh, most of all the teams have tested uh, at least once. Some of them will do the tire test. Uh, you have know, gotten an extra test there. Uh, it's going to be interesting, but, uh, you know, everybody's in the same boat. Uh, and, you know, the cream always rises to the top. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a great race. Well, the thing, I mean, and the cream does rise to the top. And Kevin Harvick has been the cream in the crop pretty much this year, I think, uh, with more wins than anybody, but he is perilously close to not making it. He, he needs a win. Well, I mean, that's the one thing about this format. Uh, you know, you've got four chances uh, you know, to make it. So uh, he's got a lot of, you know, he's got, uh, I believe, 50 uh, bonus points. So he's in pretty good shape regardless. Well, Nelson, oh, I mean, I didn't hear, maybe I missed it, which is possible. Um but I mean, why was he belly aching so much about Goodyear? And I, I didn't hear it from the other drivers unless, like I said, I missed something. Well, uh, two-tenths of one percent of the tires they made had a problem. Uh, that's a very small number. Uh, Harvick was saying that they were all from the same shift and maybe there's a problem with the shift. Uh, I think it was more of a setup problem and some people hit it, some people didn't. Uh you know, Goodyear tells them what the recommended tire pressure is. You have to have the uh, right pressure going through inspection, but other than that, you can run what you want. And if you're off a pound or two from what they recommend, it can cause havoc with the tires. Well, I mean, he I know they they were cringing as he was saying that their tires were crap, and um, uh, he, you know, it's just, to me, another example of... Uh, it seems like every couple of weeks he says something and I, you know, this is just me, you, you know, put it on me, but I, I just don't like his attitude. I don't like the same things he had to say about Ross Chastain when I thought he took Ross Chastain out at Darlington rather than the other way around. I mean, 
uh, Ross did take him out once, you know, once they'd already started crashing. I think Ross made sure uh, Harvick got the worst of it. But, you know, Ross Chastain ran good last night, and he's won a couple of races since Darlington. And uh, he looks like he's a pretty hot property right now that belongs to uh, Ganassi. Well, doesn't necessarily belong to Ganassi. That was a four-race deal. Okay. And, uh, you know, last night was the last of the four. Uh, but, yes, he deserves to have a good ride for next year. But good rides are, are getting few and far between. I mean, I think Suarez is an excellent driver, and he looks like he may be the odd man out in the, in the Gibbs deal. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of... A lot of veterans are going to be walking around without a ride, and a lot of young drivers. Well, I don't know about a lot of them, but Suarez and uh, and Chastain, who is his stock is rising like a like a comet. You know, it's uh, looks like there's a good possibility there's going to be a lot of people walking around the garage area looking for a ride. Well, no question about that. Uh, and you know, a lot of it. Who who's daddy? Does Daddy have money or access to money? Uh, makes a lot of difference. But you know, Ross Chastain's one that you know, minimal money. Uh, but you know, he's a tremendous driver, and he certainly deserves a shot uh, at a full-time uh, top-notch ride. Well, Nelson, let me ask you this: We're talking about the drivers and longevity. Does is it just my perception of it, or is it twenty-five or thirty years ago? Drivers didn't hang around as long as they do now. The- no, I think quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, 25, 30 years ago, uh, you know, the majority of the people that were driving a cup car, you know, uh, were 35 plus by the time they got the ride. Uh, so they'd stick around until they were uh, 55 or so. Yeah. Nowadays, you know, these drivers start driving when they're four years old. Mm-hmm. So, you know, by the time they're 16, 17, you know, they're a veteran, so to speak. And you go way, way back, and I, there's a lot of examples of people that stuck around too long. And I would say Richard Petty would be one of those, and A.J. Foyt. I mean, they, they weren't winning very much at, uh, at the end. Um, I would say uh, David Pearson was, but... Um, you know, there, there's a there's a lot of examples. Buck Baker, God, he ran for years, and uh, I was always a big Buck Baker fan, and he was kind of an embarrassment. But, you know, there, there weren't – it was a different time and a different situation, and every race wasn't on television, and there, there was a f- minor fraction of the money involved in those days than there is now. So it's uh, – I think that's what increases the turnover so much. Well, I don't think there's any question about it. Uh you know, uh, of course, that's one reason for a lot of these new drivers coming in. Uh, you know, they'll sign a contract uh, for a cup car for a million dollars a year to drive it, or in some cases, even less. Uh, where you have a driver, uh, you're a seasoned cup driver, making 30 to $50 million a year, plus all the souvenir money. So, you know, you don't have to drive very long at 30 to $50 million a year, you know, to have a good retirement. Now, of course, uh, you know, as Ricky was saying, you know, you have the high-dollar airplanes, you've got the high-dollar motor coaches. So, you know, it costs a lot to be a premier driver. Uh, but still, if you can solve away $2 million a year, $2 million a year goes a long way in retirement. Yeah, and I was surprised. Uh, I guess I knew it and forgot it, but um, I didn't – 
I didn't remember that uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was running that race last night, and he didn't look like he lost too much. Of course, it was Richmond, and and the probability of getting injured, of course, you can't really say that because of Jerry Nadeau got hurt there so badly. But, I mean, he looked real good last night, and I know with his concussion problems and everything, he was um, you know, the main reason I think he got out of the sport and his wife and his new baby and everything. But Junior looked pretty good last night. Does he have any more races scheduled this year, or is that pretty much it? Now, uh, this race was uh, part of a contractual agreement with Hellman's Mayonnaise, uh, you know, from a previous contract. Okay. So they looked and decided where they were going to run. Uh, Richmond looked like the best for the exposure because uh, Duke's uh, uh, main competitor is right there in Richmond in Duke's. So, you know, they wanted to, uh, you know, uh, try to get some Dukes fans uh, moved over to Helmets. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you have to look and see. Uh, it's like a giant puzzle or, or a spider web, everything pulling together in the center. You've got to look at all these different things. Why does the sponsor, uh, you know, want to run a particular race? Why does the driver want to do it? Uh, you know, and of course, in the Xfinity, you know, Dale Jr. has uh, got four uh, you know, full-time Xfinity teams. Uh, last night was the fifth team. That was just uh, you know, certainly a one-off deal. But you know that they were well-prepared. Well, I, I certainly didn't consider the mayonnaise factor. And, and listen, I hate to tell you this, Nelson, but I'm not changing from Dukes to Hillman's. <laughs> uh, I think in the South, Dukes is like, Five to one over Hellman's, maybe even more. <laughs> well, he did. Um, he finished fourth, and he led 96 laps, which was more than anybody else. So um, he had a good showing. Nelson, let's get our picks, and then we're going to have to get on out of here. Um, who do you like? Oh, this is going to be a rough one. Oh, by uh, the way, I won last week, and you've got four wins. Ronnie's got three, and I've got two. Greg's got one. So we are uh, we still got a chance at you. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is a rough one. Uh, I'm going out on a limb and uh, choose Suarez. That is out on a limb. And thank yeah. you for doing that. And since you did that, you freed up my pick. I'm going back with Harvick. Oh, no question. Uh, he's strong. Denny Hamlin uh, is a good pick. He was pretty upset that Harvick beat him for the pole. I was uh, really close to picking Hamlin. That's his home track, too. Yeah, if he doesn't have brain fade, uh, he'll be a force to contend with. <laughs> but you look at it, uh, the Toyotas are real strong. Kurt Busch is real strong up there. Uh, you know, Greg Keselowski, uh, even Eric Aramorol is a good pick. Well, I'm, uh, I thought I was really trying to extend this thing too far when I picked uh, Keselowski last week, which would may mean he had to win three <laughs> in a row, but, you know. He I'll pick, did it. I know it, so I'm going to pick him again and see if he can win four in a row. Penske seems to be red hot everywhere right now. And um, we'll see what happens. That race will be on Fox, uh, no, Fox, on uh, NBC Sports Network at um, 7.30 tonight. So, um, yeah, you, you, one thing we go uh, ahead. have not mentioned, uh, they uh, did not have a post-qualifying inspection yet. Uh, that's going to happen uh, you know, after the garage opens. So the starting lineup uh -oh. may change, uh, you know, might change a little bit. It might change a lot. So uh, 
somebody, I would say, in the top ten is going to start from the rear. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Yes. And, and if it's uh, one of the big names, it could uh, it could be monumental in the in uh, towards the standings. What'd you say, Nelson? Uh, one thing we didn't mention: uh, Cole Custer uh, starting in the eleventh spot. Uh, is if he does well, it's a possibility he might move in uh, to the ride vacated by Kurt Busch, especially considering that. Uh, uh, Custer's father is the general manager over there at uh, uh, Stuart Haas. Uh, that's not a name I, that I was familiar with his, as a driver. And that's not one of the cars you usually see up front either. That, that's the number 51. So uh, uh, evidently, you know, there's so many of these Xfinity guys are just uh, coming out of the woodwork. I mean, there's Don't a bunch the of them. Bid. There's a bunch of them. Hey, Nelson, we appreciate it. You be careful up there at Richmond, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, yeah, it'll be a hometown deal next week. Yeah, we can't wait to hear what you have to say about the road course. Okay, we'll talk to you then. All right, thank you. That's Nelson Crozier, our NASCAR expert. Nobody knows more. Nope. I'll put him up against anybody. We're going to look a little bit here at what else is going on. We've got um, the Indy cars wrapped up their season last week at... Um, where were they? I'm trying to find my paperwork here. I hate it when this happens. Um, they were at Sonoma, and okay. they they finished their season with, uh, um, the, you know, they, they, they end faster than anybody uh, as far as the season being over with, and Grand Prix still has six races to go. But Scott Dixon came out with a 57-point victory or a point edge over Alexander Rossi. You know, that was a double points race, so... The standings could have changed drastically, but did not. And quite frankly, it was a reasonably boring race. Uh, I wanted to touch on Robert Wickens, who um, ended up 10th in points. You know, he was in that horrendous crash up there at uh, Pocono. And there's been a lot of misinformation about his injuries and everything. So the family came out this week and wanted to get exactly what was wrong with him, what he injured. So I just wanted to touch on this because it was catastrophic uh he was transferred from um the local hospital there in, at pocono to um university of indiana or indiana university methodist uh, hospital in indianapolis and his injuries um he has a severe spinal cord injury which it's still being determined uh how severe i mean he's got to get well a little bit so they can uh see how bad that is but he also suffered a thoracic spine fracture the spinal cord injury, of course, a neck fracture, tibia and fibula fractures to both legs, fractures in both hands, fractured right forearm, fractured elbow, uh, fractured four ribs, and a pulmonary contusion. So, dang. As you know, well constructed as those cars are, and like a literally like a space capsule, you still get hurt. And I think you will probably see them enclose those cockpits before next season, although I haven't heard anything other than rumors. Well, it's like we were talking at, at the beginning of the show. Sometimes we forget how close to the edge these guys are living. They are, and it seems like right now it's it's showing up a lot on the uh, open wheel side of things. And it always has. Uh, what else we got here? We've got uh, Lewis Hamilton has won four of the last five Formula One races, and they still have, uh, like I said, they've got six races to go. They are going to be next week in Russia at the VTB 
Russian Grand Prix in Sochi, where they had the Olympics, and uh, that that will be next Sunday. Um, Lewis Hamilton is leading the points and sort of uh, stretching it out now with uh, four out of the five, four wins out of the last five races. And the big one coming up, as far as I'm concerned, is the Pirelli U.S. Grand Prix on October 21st in Austin, Texas. It's that fantastic, specially built Grand Prix course they have down there. And I'm not so sure about uh, um, about what's open tonight. I would think with the beautiful sunshine that we have out there, your local tracks will probably be operating. I think all the upstate and even the Midlands places will be open. It's only the low country and and eastern north carolina that's still having the, the flooding problem yeah and down uh in south carolina i think the water actually i heard last night on the cbs evening news that it's still rising so uh that's um we just our hearts and prayers go out to all the people in, in those areas that were stricken i know my son and daughter-in-law are still here they're in a, he's a marine at camp lejeune so he's still sticking around till october 1st till they get things squared away there so we'll see you back next week. Everybody take care of yourselves. Go out and see a race or a football game and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com.